Good morning, Emmaus. Uh, thanks for watching as we end our teaching in the book of James. And this is gonna be the new normal for us for probably at least the next month, if not longer. So thank you for checking in with us on Sundays and on Wednesdays. Our plan is to do a short teaching and devotional on Sunday mornings that we record, and then one that we do on Wednesdays as well. So read with me in the book of James. We're gonna be in James 5, 13 through 20, and this will be our last teaching in James. James 5, 13 through 20. Is any one of you in trouble? He should pray. Is any anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Verse 17, Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain in the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. Verse 19, my brothers, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring him back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save him from death and cover over a multitude of sins. <clears throat> and so as we look at this teaching, it's so apparent to our time. You know, right before this couple weeks ago, Pastor Clint was teaching on the farmer waiting for the rain and being patient in difficult and in good times. And now we're literally living that out and experiencing this. And so as we look at this and God is calling us to pray, God is calling us to be the church, not just in a building, but outside of the building as well. Man, this just brings our faith to the forefront. And our leadership, we're truly believing that God is going to send revival out of this. People are asking spiritual questions. Where is God? How is God allowing this to happen? Um, and we believe the church is two more gathered together in His name. It's not just one teacher. It's not just uh, a praise team uh, doing their thing. It is the Word of God and the people of God living out the gospel. And so you can do that at home. That's another reason why we're doing these shorter devotions, because we want you to get into the Word of God. We're getting the ball rolling, so to speak, but we want you to go into your homes, families, uh, singles, small groups, listening to our medical leaders on the number that we're supposed to be in, and diving into the Word of God and in the Spirit of God yourself. But also, we believe in this revival. Man, how more exciting will it be when we're allowed to come together and not just take that for granted physically as well. So we believe God's going to do a, a great move. Um, so as we dissect this and verses 13 through 16, really talk about the elements of the church as we look at the gospel and we look at the word of God. The first thing we want to look at as we do that, we, we pray songs of praise and confession. All right, and that's that verse verses 13 through 16 that James talks about. And so this is such an important time that we pray. Psalms 34, 15 says, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are attentive to their cry. The Lord is not distant. And if you need someone to come and pray with you, come to your house, elders anoint you with oil because you have sickness, you have fear, um, we can meet you somewhere, we can meet with the church, or we can even go to your house. Or you can pray for one another. You have people there. You can anoint one another with oil. The oil isn't the important part. It's the name of Jesus. This is an important time to pray. Be praying. Praise. Psalms 96.1 says, Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all of the earth. And look around you. We're filming this on a Thursday night. From Wednesday to Thursday, 
there was there the the spring wasn't happening right but on the way here i'm seeing trees and bloom flowers springing up there was something to praise god for things will change things will get better but even now we have things to praise God for. Bring praise into your home. Bring song into your home. It's an important part of when church meets. And then confession. As we look at the Word of God, we look at the Spirit of God, it brings us to our unworthiness that can only be set free by God's worthiness. Second Chronicles 7.14 says this, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. And so I believe our prayers and our confession and even our repentance have supernatural effects right, as we look at the Word of God. Second thing we want to look at is, is James makes this statement, Elijah was a man just like us. So from the farmer waits for the rain, the farmer waits on God in difficult and good times. And now he's encouraging God's people as they confess to one another. They're dealing with sickness. They're dealing with hardship. They're dealing with sin. And he's telling them to all bring it to the throne room of Jesus. Then he reminds them their superhero was Elijah. Some even thought that Jesus was Elijah. And so he's reminding them in the New Testament, Elijah was a man just like us. And you can see this in 1 Kings 18. So for three and a half years, there's a drought. The Lord causes the rains to cease. There's this showdown between God's people who are also following the prophets of Baal, the false God who is the God of the harvest and God of the rain. And so God says, for three and a half years, by my power, I'm going to cause a drought. As you can imagine, there's lots of tension. To make a, make a long story short in this teaching, because we don't have time to go through all of it, after three and a half years, there's now this showdown. And through the power of God, Elijah beats out the prophets of Baal. And God's people begin to declare, there is one God, it's Jehovah, we will serve no other gods. God's people declare He is the one true God. So, and now it's time for the rains to come back. And in 1 Kings 18.41, Elijah is on his hands and knees praying to God, and looking for the rain to come. In fact, seven times he prays. He's on his knees before the, late, before the Lord. He's on the ground. And he sends a messenger, goes check to see if the rain is coming. The rain isn't coming. He prays some more, sends a messenger. Seven times he does this. And what I think is, is interesting about this time, in our day and time, I think we would mock this prayer. I think in our day and time, we'd say he's too emotional. He's not trusting in God. Right? We'd maybe call him too charismatic or too whatever. And yes, we have to deal with some of the maybe manipulation that false teachers do with prayer and healing and prophecy. Jesus deals with that in his teachings. When we, when we pray, and I believe it's important that we pray with, with fervor and with fire of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus, there's things that we have to look at. Right? If we're going to pray, God is sovereign, which means he's in control. Like that's a pillar of the faith. Another pillar of the faith is God has called his people to pray. When we come together, we pray in the name of Jesus. And these two pillars of the faith must be held in tension to one another. If we just hold on to the pillar that God's in control and he is sovereign, then we're not obedient to the Lord and his plan for God's people to change the world that we'd pray. If we pray, but we don't hold on to the pillar that God's in control, then we begin to tell God what to do 
and he is just our genie in a bottle. He's just our, our messenger. He's our servant, and that's not how it works. But when we hold these two tensions together, these two pillars, then we can build a great teaching and a great theology. There's other teachings and theologies that do the same thing. God is a God of grace and love. He's also a God of judgment. These pillars by themselves are not good. These pillars together can build the kingdom of God, God's grace, His sovereignty, His love. These tensions come together when you build a house. So when you pray, pray and trust that God is in control. There is power in prayer. And because of what Jesus has done in your life as a believer, just like Elijah, your prayers matter. Do it faithfully, but also know that He's in control. He's the giver and He's the taker of all things. We can trust in Him in the good. We can trust in Him in the bad. May we be a people of prayer. The last thing we want to look at is in um, Elijah, uh, or in Elijah's life, with uh, James 19 and 20. It says, "My brothers, if one of you should wander from the truth, and someone should bring him back, remember this: whoever turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save him from death and cover a multitude of sins." Okay, so what we want to do right there is that that covering a multitude of sin. God wants to use this time and season for His glory to turn people back to Him. We believe that. Uh, we want to see revival. And so that's what James is talking about. There are people that have turned away from God, um, and he's saying, God will use your life to turn them back. Spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. People are asking, why is this happening? People are asking, where is God? And if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, and you know the gospel, then you have the answer. If you really believe that Jesus is Lord, you have the answer. So these are all great questions uh, that would lead to salvation and repentance. And so we believe this is a great time. Ask the Lord how He wants to use you during this season. Um, bless people and, and love people and live as someone who follows Jesus as Lord and King. We are asking you to daily pray. Pray with other believers. Go to your prayer closet. This should be a time of prayer and fasting daily. We're asking you daily to praise God. Bring praise into your home. And praise isn't just song. It's shouting how great God is. And back, In fact, the beginning of prayer that Jesus gives us as a guideline is, Father, how great are you? Hallowed be your name. That's a part of our praise. Is we're just lost in His beauty. Right? This is a time of praise. And then last, we are asking you to tell people about Jesus. The harvest is near. It's here. And so use every way that you can, and the Holy Spirit is leading to use this time to tell people about Jesus. And so we just want to encourage you guys, look into the, the end of James and read this as a family or by yourself in James 5, 13 through 20, and just take this as an initial teaching to go deeper. There's going to be teaching uh, on this for kids. There's some um, some songs that you can worship with, you can do YouTube. Some of our house churches are using different apps to, like on their computers and on social media to come together and pray and do some of this teaching. However you feel led to do it, do it and be encouraged and may the Lord bless you during this time.